Start getting in the habit of measurement because you're just going to get better over time. I promise you that. You're going to make mistakes, but you're going to get better over time. And the sooner you're in the habit of it, the more you'll be relying on data, trusting data, and being informed by data to make the best decisions. The Bridge is a podcast for all businesses where the consumer purchase takes place at a physical location, but those same consumers are shopping and narrowing their choices down online. That jump from online to in-store is where most businesses struggle. Each episode, we will focus on real strategies and examples from industry experts on how to dominate this complex and competitive environment by sharing the latest trends in technology and process. In this episode... We chat with Elisa Fink, former CMO of Tableau, where she led strategy, planning, and execution for all marketing. As an officer of the company and member of the executive team, she joined Tableau in its early startup days and drove marketing through every growth phase, including going public on the New York Stock Exchange under the symbol data. This was my most technologically challenging episode as home internet kicked me off of the call, leaving Andy to continue solo with one of my favorite interviews of the season. Elisa talks about staying nimble as a marketer, good partnership with sales, and how to choose success metrics that really matter. Let's jump right in and get started. We are so pleased to have you. And I assume that you could probably speak for days about your incredible time at Tableau. And as Tableau users, we love the technology. I guess I'm curious from your perspective, there were a couple takeaways. Um, seeing a company that you basically built the marketing department and then saw it all the way through, I can't imagine the number of growing pains and phases that you had. What were a couple of takeaways that you, when you think back on on your days that just really stand out for you? Uh, you know, I was so lucky in so many ways. It's just a great journey. Uh, very fortunate, lucky person, circumstances. So number one, I definitely have gratitude and appreciation for like, hey, you know, when you're looking at your career, you're, 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 you're like, it's all about me. It's not all about you. It's really the people you work with, the market you're in, the circumstance, passion you have for it. It's a package of things that combine. And so when you're out there looking and thinking, keep in mind that you got to, you know, you're trying to bring several things together. And, and, and a big part of that is the people, the people you work with and how you work together and what culture you're building and, and what you're trying to accomplish, the mission you're on. So I think a, a key takeaway is, you know, it isn't just like, how hard can I work off mark can I be? You know, it really is like, how can I be part of a great team and a great mission? And can I bring my best to that mission to that? Mm. Team? I think that was a key takeaway. And then I think you're right, Andy, in terms of the other thing is, it is going to be a lot of challenging days. And there's going to be a lot of challenging situations. And there's going to be a lot of times when you're like, oh, duh, that, yeah, I kind of screwed up. <laughs> and so I've always kind of had this attitude of appreciation that comes from an attitude, uh, a point of view of this too shall pass. But especially in like these COVID times, like anything good when you're when you're celebrating it, it, don't take it for granted, you know, celebrate it and appreciate it and know that even the good times, they pass. But on the flip side, the bad times pass too. You know, you'll get through it. You will survive. So I always like to have that point of view of whatever, good or bad. Stay in the moment for and appreciate that this too shall pass in a good way. It will pass and you're going to miss these times too. So I think it kind of helps you sort of just have a balanced perspective. I love it. I'm, I'm curious, you know, as somebody that's an entrepreneur and somebody that's in a, in a fast growth organization, you know, one of the challenges and, and Muhammad can speak to this as well is, is staying ahead. 
Mm. right? Was it hard for you to always stay ahead, educating yourself, making sure that you were able to scale? Yeah, that's a great question because when you're you know, a small company, even mid-size, you're a player as much as you're a coach. And then you enter phases where you're a player coach, and then pretty much you're a coach, and then pretty much you're maybe on the sidelines or up in the box, you know, watching from a part by setting strategies. And yep. that's challenging because um, I kind of come to things from a curiosity perspective and a wanting to try things and learn about things. Um, and so the experience of doing something is really valuable. But as you grow, you just can't get your hands into everything you'd like to get your hands into. So you really have to learn how to have experiences that maybe aren't as direct as you used to have with something, with a new technology or a new idea. Um, using your judgment and your knowledge that you've built um, and understanding something new where maybe you can't get a hands on it, but you start to understand how that works and how you can see it fitting. And then relying on the people you work with to really bring that direct experience or that know-how to you and asking good questions. I think the the bigger you get, um, the more important it is that you're a good question asker. You know, you really have to be a good question asker for a couple reasons. You really got to get to the heart of the matter and how this can contribute to your growth and your success. But you also have to be a good enough question asker to make sure that as you're working with the, your teams and, you, you know, the various teams that are working on, that you're asking questions that help guide them almost like a Socratic method. Are they getting the most out of something? Did they make a good decision about using this thing or the way they're changing a process. Being a good question asker helps people often not only helps you discover what's going on, but it helps them discover in their terms. Um, rather Love than saying, you will do it this way or what about, you know, that it's really like, hey, asking good questions really helps people come to discovery. I wanted to dive in a little bit and for our audience who I know can glean a lot from you in your understanding of data, of dashboards, of marketing across the, you know, the customer journey. If I'm a brick and mortar store and I'm thinking more digitally now and I've got to reach customers in a different environment, how do I go through the mental thought process of determining which metrics are no longer important and which ones are are now increasing in importance? I think once you start thinking about, well, what is the new normal? What is the new customer journey? That's where you kind of start with, how am I building an experience and a journey and a process for people to engage with me? From the very beginning and thinking about the basics and even just measuring or getting data or getting your process to be basic, Um, you know, you don't have to map it out perfectly. You don't have to have a metric for every darn thing, especially right now and especially at the beginning of this new normal. I always tell people, I've always told people like metrics and measurement is a process of building up. So measure the basics. If you're not really paying attention to your website traffic, start paying attention to your website traffic. If you can't take it all the way to source traffic, to leads, to revenue, to, you know, okay, that's fine. You'll get there. Don't force yourself to get overly complex at the beginning to the point where you don't really start seeing measurement until, you know, three years from now because you don't have the data warehouse you need or the measurements, you you know, it isn't perfect. Just start getting measuring this new world because as you measure even the basics of the new world, as simple as they may be at the beginning, you get smarter about them. <laughs> measure what you can because as you measure more, your questions get smarter, your questions get better, everything goes off better. So measure what matters is what I'm hearing, and I think that's incredible advice. Yeah, uh, and, and, and keep it simple at first. Don't yeah, worry about this. Matters given the stage you're at and just start getting in the habit of measurement because you're just going to get better over time. I promise you that. You're going to make mistakes, but you're going to get better over time. And the sooner you're in the habit of it, the more you'll be relying on data, trusting data and being informed by data to make the best decisions. 
So now that you're advising organizations and you're talking to a lot of different people, they're all impacted differently in this, in this situation. Some are actually able to take a leap forward and help their customers in a different way. And some are, are very, are struggling because, well, there might just not be much that they can do during this time. Yeah. Has there been any commonality to the type of message or the, or the feedback that you're giving those customers? It's like, be helpful. You know, people come to you because they want something um, about what you do to enrich their lives. And so that might be to, to make their home life better, you know, to get to work faster, to be um, entertained. You know, I'm often like people go to websites to be entertained, shop, or be made smarter. So it's like, just be helpful. Make them smarter. Your world is upside down. So are their world. So if you can help them get some context or perspective or give them some advice, be helpful. Be helpful. Make me smarter. Help me deal with this. You don't have to attach your marketing message to every interaction at this point. I think people are just appreciating companies that are there with them. You don't have to sell, you know? Um, So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be trying to say, you know, yeah, here's my COVID discount, you know, whatever. I mean, there's some natural situations where that works, but I think the idea is be helpful, be useful, be, be human, be, be in it with me, uh, with your customers is what I see consistently, whether this situation that you know companies really suffering through and having to like hunker down or companies like businesses little business as usual not affecting their forecasts or companies that are growing because you know they're super digital they're super virtual and they're helping companies go more virtual and and as we talk about the the change in that strategy and and starting to be helpful and then and you know back to your point where you start to see some predictability and you start to actually learn some lessons. And, and for our customers who now more than ever are pouring money into digital and trying to figure out how to bridge that gap between online and in-person, do you have opinions when you start to see some similarities on what, how do I create my dashboard? And, and knowing that it might be stripped down, but I, I need to start making some metrics to start to create some ROI that I can take to my boss yeah. or that I can yeah. start to say, okay, I'm going to pour more money over here. Yeah. How do I think about that? Thinking strategically about the stages you're going to go through in this situation. So like, okay, right now, maybe your goal is primarily like, let's be helpful in a digital way to our customers who maybe were accustomed to coming to us in person. So again, it's back to like, okay, what does my website traffic look like? What kind of pages am I serving up? What kind of dwell time do I have? Am I scheduling one-on-one conversations? Um, you know, you might have to bring in some really small tools or, you know, you guys help people, you know, make those things happen. It's like, again, sort of thinking strategically about what you want to accomplish and maybe thinking, how does my strategy evolve? When are the signals that it might be time to move back into selling and running real digital campaigns or at least starting to get back into selling? Really thinking about strategy first and then layering the metrics on top of it. So right now, I might be thinking about some of the basics of just measuring interaction, positive interaction, content that they're gravitating towards, improving that content, dwelling times. You know, am I doing scheduled consultations? Am I talking to people? Am I having good phone calls, good telemarketing outcomes? You know, that kind of stuff. It it might not measure all the way to like revenue or product sold or transactions. That's okay right now. That's okay right now. Because, um, you know, it's all about just the, the engagement. Your data is a reflection of your business processes. And sometimes your business processes are changing and your data, your systems aren't necessarily mm. up with it. So again, get back to that, like, okay, I gotta be a little comfortable with some things that I'd like to know that I don't know yet. Again, measure what you can. Start thinking about how these new processes move into data 
collection, not just collection, but data access to the marketer and start working, uh, start already thinking and working and painting a strategy with your IT department or your people in charge of your data and your systems and your processes to say, I need to start thinking about new ways of measuring our new ways of going to market. So it's really like start with strategy, but think about strategy evolving and then think about the stages of that and what your needs are going to be in terms of your business process and how data reflects that. So it's like stay in the moment, but think forward. What I'm hearing and what you're saying is that the the inherent assumption and understanding is to go into it knowing that the process is going to change. Yeah. And so you're not trying to shove it in the same in, yeah. in, in the same process. You're just saying, okay, I'm going to strap it. Maybe there's similarities around that, but as long as I accept that, then I'm willing yeah. to adjust from there. Yeah, and one of the hard things of that too, and I don't want to, I don't want to say that it's easy because you also have all kinds of like communication aspects up the food chain, across the food chain, and down the food chain. You know, you have to work, you know, this is a time where your skills as a communicator internally um, are going to be really important, understanding other people's, other departments' issues and challenges and connecting together on these things. So uh, it's a time of stress. It's a stress time for a lot of organizations. And so being there together, um, not letting the political get too political, really trying to figure out how to be that bridge how to reach out across silos and um, just have some empathy for each other. Um, we're, out, we're all in this together. What do you really need? What do I really need? How can we help each other? For us, traditional businesses that are now accepting of, and you have, you know, have some sales teams that have done business a particular way for a really long time. And that's a reliance on foot traffic. And then that person comes in and I have a process from there. Yeah. And, you know, the marketers and our and the listeners are are dealing with the complexities of not only changing the process, but to your point, being able to communicate and help the, the teams understand why the world is changing and what adjustments I need to make. You've kind of already gone down this path a little bit, but I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about, you know, the tips for making those marketing and sales teams work better together in an environment where it's like, hey, guys, things are going to change. And I'd love for you to do this now. Or yeah. Is that yeah. possible? Number one is don't get overwhelmed by, hey, I'm not an expert in this digital transformation stuff. Don't get overwhelmed by that because everybody was not an expert in digital transformation, no matter how digital their company is. So that's a good thing. So trust yourself to learn. Number two is realize there's so many people out there that have knowledge to share and information to share, like leverage it. Just go go get educated. You know, just, just watch the videos, read the white papers, talk to Perk, talk to whomever, you know, just know that the knowledge is out there. You don't have to be an expert. You can acquire that knowledge or you can at least get informed. And then third, when it comes into, you know, in a step process, I guess, when it comes to being a change agent internally, be informed, be super informed, but, but, but be humble, smart about it. You know, be, um, be a person who does ask a lot of questions, maybe admits vulnerability. Like this is not some, this is pretty new to me too. Here's what I've learned because that'll give people, other people permission, especially across sales and marketing channels and sales and marketing people, whether it's in store or on website or direct sales or marketers, give them an opportunity to be a little vulnerable about what they don't know and how you can learn together and you can make things happen. Because going back to the fact that technology changed so much, even experts are not even that expert with certain new ways of operating, right? It's it's a lot of stuff is pretty new. So it's kind of like, again, be a lifelong learner because being a learner and asking good questions and hearing people is going to help you get through a time like this when there's so much change. But if we're speaking from a business perspective, right, and, and I'm looking for opportunities, 
how do you think about the signals? Uh, how do you think about the things that I go, ooh, this might actually be really, really good. This is something I can take advantage of. Do you have any tricks in the trade that you look yeah. at when you're kind of, you're in a sea of uncertainty, but then all of a sudden you see a little dot light up or a little bit of bright light and you go, wow, this is yeah, Yeah, that's such a great question because I think, I do think there's a lot of gut to it. And that being said, like back to what I was just saying about data and informing, the more you can build up your experience and your judgment, the better your gut is. I actually think gut comes a lot from like just having seen a lot and done a lot. So I often credit, I worked 10 years at a company where we helped. And and it also, listen, it isn't all going to come from the big companies. You know what I mean? So don't, I mean, it is really easy to be sort of like, well, the big guys must know what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. But I'm telling you, the little guys and the fast growers, I mean, they're, they're interesting. They're doing things, you know? So pay attention to those. Vendors are super useful and helpful. Now you're always, kind of approaching them with a little bit of skepticism because they want to sell you something, but they talk to a lot of marketers. They talk to a lot of people. They see trends across their customer base and their prospect base. So, you know, if you can find a a great partner in a vendor or you can trust a, you know, a salesperson that you see, like this guy isn't, this person, this woman, whoever, isn't just trying to sell me, they're trying to help me. That's a useful thing because, again, they talk to a lot of people. So so don't be afraid to look for signals, not just in successes from big companies, but successes and growth of little companies and uh, your vendors um, and your suppliers. Awesome. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up on that. I think that uh, what we learned from you and what we heard is, is amazing. It's going to be a lot to digest. Elisa, thank you so much for your time. Lucky to have you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Bridge. If you like what you heard, be sure to jump into the conversation online by following The Bridge Pod hashtag on LinkedIn. And as always, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks and stay well.